0: My <laughs> My teeth? My teeth? wait is this season two i wasn't even ready yet so so what do i just Insert a hot take here or something? My team! LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers are gonna repeat, but they are gonna play the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Championship, and the Jets are gonna be in the Super Bowl. You don't get much hot take here than that. My team! Take that, take that, take that. My team! Brooklyn Sale, baby! Brooklyn Sale! My team! Good! And welcome back to my weekly therapy session. No, I'm joking. <laughs> welcome back to the Mind T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one, the only, yeah, seriously, the only, one and only, Talon, Tony Taylor, Mr. Take That, Take That, Take That, Take That himself. We, listen, listen, I don't know even know how i want to start this. You know, it's January 18th, and you know what? I think I'm going to start this here. I'm going to start this here. i want to give out a couple of birthday wishes for yesterday, because I actually had a lot of birthdays that I kind of wanted to recognize. Let's say happy birthday to Betty White. Let's start off with her. Happy birthday to the late, great Muhammad Ali, if he was still living with us. Happy birthday to Jim Carrey. Happy birthday to also Michelle Obama. Who's going to be very soon the former first lady. First, you know, of the White House. You know, for, former first lady. I think that's enough said. But, personally, happy birthday to my boy Vaughn. To my army buddy Bartruck, And, yeah, to my brother Omar. Happy birthday to all of them. Right? We, we have a good show today. We got some NBA beef. We got, we got some Kings Clutches. Go, we got the King of clutch going on. We got to talk about the divisional round plus the conference round. And... We gonna talk about some more triple doubles. We get selfies, logos, and more—all on the Mighty Sports Podcast. You know what I say? we of the time. I'm goalless of the weather. It's always a good time to talk some sports. Back at it like a sports fanatic. Woo! Like I said, this this is my this is this is my weekly therapy session. Like and in, and in halfway, half you way. Know, I get to come in here, and it's just me and you. It's, it's 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 just us. We we get, we get to talk sports, you know. There's there's no distractions. There's 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 no interruptions. Like it's just, just my voice, your ears, my opinions, your thoughts, and or my opinions, and just 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 that sweetest taboo. In in clear fashion, in clear fashion. Listen, I I don't know. Listen, we haven't done a lot of things in clear fashion, so let's start off with this. If you're listening, you're listening live right now. On makes on oh, mix a lot. This is catching it on Wednesday. We have, I told you it's a special show today. This is the 10 o'clock show. This, this, is, this is almost what we call the midnight love hour. Like, I should hit you with the deep voice. Hit you with the, are oh, you just keep, Ah, oh, you just keep telling me this. And like, I, I should hit you with the deep berry, right? But, but, but I, I don't even know how to do that right now. But so, let you, let you know as, as the time winds down and my voice, you know, comes down a little bit, you may get some berry out of me. But like I said, in clear fashion, in clear fashion, let's not <laughs> Yeah, we do have a game on in the background. Right? We have Houston and a triple double. I don't know if I want to call him the triple double machine or the triple double monster. Which one is more like relevant to you? Like the monster or the machine? But he he is, as James Harden is dancing on these folks, Houston goes up 95 to 79. As was that fourth quarter? Five minutes, 37 seconds left. We got NBA Wednesday. As Trevor Ariza lays on the floor, as he just drew a foul, or he just fouled somebody. And I it, like, we're doing a couple things. Like, so if you're listening right now, you're listening live, live on Mixer Law. Wednesday night, 10 o'clock at night, live on Mixer Law. You're be listening to me next for the next hour. But if you're not, then yes, folks, we are back 100% on tune in Radio. Which means that if everything goes on th- correctly, you should be able to get this right and early on tune in Radio by tomorrow night. By tomorrow morning. But also, by tonight, you'll also get another copy of this on SoundCloud. So we're here, here's to hoping that all things go well into a, a, a really good show. My, my, my That's it, like I got told you like today's a, today's kind of a weird day. Not not just as we see Michael Beasley in Milwaukee. Well, like Michael Beasley keeps finding a way to get to get a job in the NBA. I'm not quite sure how. Today's a weird day in sports. Today, today I don't even know if today's a weird day in sports, but today's just a weird day in general. I, I came in today kind of thinking that, ah, we had a slow week. We kind of had a slow week. I, I, that's what I thought. But, you know, that's always my thought. Like, some days, I, I'm like, this is not this is not enough stuff to give to you. You know, other days, is just too much stuff, and I don't have enough time. But the good thing about sports is, unlike Florida drivers... Sports are fluid. There's a poetry of motion that happens. And we get to follow this motion straight into the NFL and their divisional games. Where it started off. Which I want to call the professional versus Matty Ice. And, and I call Russell Wilson the professional because I, I've said this before to you guys. There's no other person that I find outside of Peyton Manning that has been so vanilla in the NFL. It's like he took being vanilla. Russell Wilson, like like seriously. Like you he heard him talking before the game. You know that he's finally healthy. That he didn't want to take any snaps off. He didn't want to take any practices off. He, so he didn't want to miss any games. And this whole entire year, he's, he was... He was playing injured, and it may have something to do with the way they played. But, like I said, Russell Wilson has been the ultimate professional. As we see Houston bang another three, as Eric Gordon takes one from deep down. As Houston goes up 18 points with just a little over three minutes left. And, no, like, the number one thing that we noticed, right? As the Hawks go to railroad, seriously, railroad with the Seahawks 20 to 30, so 20 to 36 in Atlanta, you noticed that there was no Earl Thomas, and you realized it quickly. Because one of the things that we probably were afraid of going into this game, if you were rooting for Seattle. Atlanta did have a high-powered offense. You're talking about Julio Jones. You're talking about Montgomery. You're talking about a, a dual-headed travel by Antetokounmpo as he hooks Trevor Ariza with the elbow as well. It was even a travel or foul. <laughs> you're going to get a little bit of play-by-play today as things get back to a little bit of normal swings. As we, yeah, we, listen, we got, we got a new screen up in the studio, so we're able to catch the games now. Wanna put it off? I kinda of wanna hang it. I kinda of wanna hang it. It's not it's not hung yet. It's not quite hung yet. Just to let you guys know it's not quite. It's not sitting on the floor either, but it's not quite hung. So back to this game. Right. And I have to remember, like, you notice that Earl Thomas wasn't there. And Earl Thomas has been the guy that they said that as a safety, he is a combination of Ed Reed and Troy Palomaro. And Listen, we know both of them for being two things, one more than the other. Ed Reed was a ball hawk, but so was Troy Palomaro. But Ed Reed was that ball hawk. And they both hit hard, but Troy Palomaro really laid some wood on you. And he did some unique things from that safety position when it came to rushing the passer. You know what I mean? Blitzing, covering DBs, co- um, uh, uh, um, you know, covering wide receivers out of the back, covering running backs out of the backfield. Picking up the extra slot guy that may be a speedster. You've seen Earl Thomas. Or helping out for an injured Richard Sherman that couldn't keep up with Julio Jones and even got burnt himself. They had... End of the day, what happened to Seattle was that they had no answer for that aerial onslaught that are now the Atlanta Hawks. As the Atlanta Hawks now move on to the... AFC, sorry, NFC Conference Championship game. Next game on that docket was Houston versus New England. And as expected, we got another blowout. And the only thing about this blowout, it was a little bit later than expected. Houston, Houston had a very, very, very good game, like, like, put it this way, they get a round of applause for their effort, and for their effort alone, how are we looking at this, um, before this next break, I want to figure out how deep I want to get into this, okay, we're looking good at time, we're looking good at time, as we see Russell Russell getting ready to show up, huh, this is going to be a good double header. ES- NBA on ESPN, huh? Huh? huh. As they doing a quick comparison, and we can hear me talk about these guys pretty soon. Um, points per game, Russell Westbrook leads the NBA with thirty point seven, and James Harden is third with twenty eight point seven. And it's it's funny that these are the two guys that are being showcased tonight. Right? Without my knowledge, let's, let's let me know, let you know this wholeheartedly. Without my knowledge. Houston Rockets and Houston Rockets and James Harden and Oklahoma City and Russell West were going to be the two guys that are going to be spotlighted tonight. And they're also going to be the two guys that we go a little bit more in depth to later on in the Sports podcast. But before we do that, let's continue this talk about New England versus Houston. New England versus Houston, like I said, I hope, 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 prayed like, 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 like to the fantasy gods, really, because there was no way it was that it was actually going to happen. That Houston was going to beat New England, but then reality kicked in, and reality as reality should kick in the first half for Houston was real good. they played well, made some good passes, did some okay runs with Miller, you know the same same Lamar Miller that was being underutilized in miami. They would love they would love to have him now. Can you imagine that two-headed monster? Oh my goodness, oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't be laughing. (laughs) (laughs) He should be the one that's laughing. For the first half, Houston absolutely put up a fight. And then, the second half came around. And here's where the problems came. Where basically, Houston has no clue how that functioning... Danger Zone... I don't know if Houston quit in the second half, but I, like, I, I would prefer to say that one of the few times I'm going to give Bill Belichick and these guys credit, they got outcoached. But, but really what they did, they, they, they fell to the mistake of playing New England. I mean, they got comfortable and thought that whatever they did in the first half, they would be able to continue to do in the second half, at least on offense, because Belichick knew there wasn't much he was going to be able to do on defense, but on offense, he could do a lot. And on offense, or on New England's defense, what they did with where it comes to the adjustments was they gave cushions to the receiver instead of playing bump and run, they gave cushions to the receiver and they played like kind of like a cover two. And every time Brock Osweiler overthrew that ball, he overthrew it right into the po- right into the laps of, the, of a defender for the New England Patriots. But the other trap. The number one trap that they fell into in New England. And and this is a trap that that I always see. Right? That without even realizing it. And and without realizing to this very year. And and, and until I was coming up with this segment. The New England Patriots have forever had. And I do mean forever had. A bend but don't break kind of defense. Because there's one thing I've realized. You may eat up yards on them. And you may get downfield. But their red zone defense is immaculate, and they do not give up touchdowns. And that's what happened to Houston. They got, they played New England. They ran the ball. They ran the ball. They passed the ball, but mainly they, mainly they ran the ball down there. They got a couple of good calls. Like even though they missed very early on, <laughs> that could have been a um, a pass interference on on who was this guy? Who was this guy? Who was this guy? On on Julius Element. That was basically a 40-yard pass at the end of the second half. At the end of the first half with just about 10 seconds left. That basically led to New England getting more points. But, you know what? We'll go into the problem that most teams have about New England when we come back from these commercial breaks. Let me put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multiverse Video Games to get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even been family owned and operated for over 10 years just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses' Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sunlight Stadium. 790 the ticket and oh no let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center Multi Games where you save more so you can play more And we are back I'm still here Still your host Talent T Taylor One and only One and only doesn't remember always the one and only We're back here. It makes it all live. If you're still listening. This is about quarter past ten. As Houston comes up with a victory over Milwaukee. As next up we get a chance to see Oklahoma City go up against Golden State. Which should be fireworks all over the place. But who's fireworks? What are we going to hear? Is it going to be Russell Hustle-Westbrook? Or is it going to be the golden child? Stephen Curry? And his super team. Not only the super team that's in New York, but his true super team. So as we stated before the break, that there is... There is... Like, I've come to the realization that New England has had a bend-but-don't-break kind of defense. And it really took me this year. It took me, like I said, this year, this moment this podcast, this episode, to realize it. Because teams, more than anything, and once again, I watch enough New England because I'm a Jets fan, and New England has played enough on the airways, on national television, We see enough New England that, that to, me to absolutely despise. But to absolutely know that when I'm watching them and I'm rooting against them, I'm always like, okay, when you're playing them, can you score a touchdown, can you score a touchdown, can you score a touchdown? Score a touchdown? And more times than not, they're... they're Teams are settling for field goals when you're playing New England, and that's not how you're gonna beat New England because New England doesn't settle for field goals when they play you. Or have you forgotten when they were trying to run up the score forty-seven to nothing when they had Randy Moss? Just saying. Just saying. We gon' see. So, the game. That the world wanted to see. Absolutely. The game that the world wanted to see did not disappoint one bit unless you happen to be a Cowboys fan. But other than that, if you were just a fan of football. This is the game that the whole entire world waited to see. And man. There was no disappointment in this one. This 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 definitely came through as the game that it should have been. And the the bad thing about it is that it didn't seem like it at first. If you saw this game, it didn't seem like this game was going to be as close as it was. And when I say as close as it was, we're talking about as close as Clemson versus Alabama was in the National College Championship. That close Initially When you watch the game First quarter It just looked It looked like the game Is too fast For the rookies And, and that's something That we were afraid of it, look, it looked like the game Was a little bit Too fast for the rookies Like they didn't realize Of what kind of pace It was going to take To win this game And I still think That that was their problem Initially They didn't realize The pace That they needed to start with to win this game, we're talking about a Dallas team. I mean, listen, Dallas, Dallas was ridiculously impressive this year, but they also talk about a Dallas team that had not been, got, had not played from behind any, or not gotten used to coming from behind to close out games, or even starting out games even kind of hot. They, they started out games the way they started out games, and just went with the flow more than anything else. And then the second quarter came around. And you notice things started to change. At least I noticed things started to change. It started to look like they were adjusting. And when I say they, I'm not talking about the Cowboys. I'm not talking about down offensive line. I'm not talking about Des Bryant. I'm, I'm really talking about specifically Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. So when I say they, I'm really talking about the rookies because those are these are the guys that needed to set the pace for their team, even though it should have been Des. Des should have allowed Des and Jason Witten should have came out and let them know the urgency that this game was gonna have. But kind of the kind of ferocity they was gonna need to come out and play with. And unfortunately they didn't find it until the second quarter. But It made things promising. Right? It it made things promising. Or at least made it look promising. Until. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. Maccabellan is just illuminating all through your body. Glows like the club, getting shot. Uh, dude, hey, God, Guys, Leon Hall he he throttles at the line, at the goal line, and then Cobb is able to get in behind everybody. Eli Apple back there as well. Landon Collins. It's inexplicable as to how you allow any offensive players in front. Yes, that man, Aaron Rodgers, struck again. I don't know that this was, I know this was, that was the sound from last week's game against the Giants. But you would would assume that the Cowboys at least watched that game as the Knicks come up with a victory today over Boston. You would have thought they would have at least watched the game. So here we go. In the fourth quarter, we're just about a little over four minutes left. And. The Cowboys managed to come back from an 18 point deficit to tie the game on a Dak Prescott quarterback sneak two point conversion. And then that bad. That man that they call a Aaron, decided that he was going to strike again. And you know what? In case you missed it. Giants looking for a stop. They're going to air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. Back better than this. All your body. But instead of it being Cobb this time that gets behind the defense, it's Cook that gets to the sideline with three seconds left. He does this incredible toe tap that allows that, that basically he. <laughs> Pills all of the weight in his ankles to allow his two toes to come to stay in. That sets up a 36-yard field goal. For the Packers to win the game. But I'm um, like, see these not these not these not even like the little things that happen, right? Because before even all of that takes place, you're wondering how does how does Aaron Rodgers once again? These are like nine straight now victories. See, so they said they had to run the table, and listen, not not to take anything away from them or even the experts that basically said that whoever comes out of the Giants and Green Bay game is probably going to be the team that's going to represent the NFC. I'm not going against Green Bay this week. But we'll talk about that a little bit more later. So, more than anything, more, more, really seriously, more than anything, one of the first things I noticed, right, is that when Aaron Rodgers are making these Incredible Hail Mary passes. Teams are also also only coming at him with a three-man front, which is also the same part on that Dallas hat. You're you're trying to get enough enough coverage down the field so that you don't leave people open. But you can't also expect your guys to cover for 8 to 11 seconds at a time. That's also not going to work. So you can have as many people back in coverage that you want. You give any quarterback 8 to 11 seconds to, run, to, to to sit back and wait for guys to get into position and run you out of your position and get you tired and just keep moving and keep moving and get rubs and get picks. Yeah, you're going to lose. And that's what happened to Dallas. Those last couple of plays, they just, they just did not have enough. And like I said, that 36-yard pass to Cook. That allowed him to toe tap. That was, that was one of those plays that never should have happened. But there was still a chance. The, the kicker still had to make a 51-yard field goal. Just unfortunately for Dallas, they just saw him make a 56-yard field goal. And before they try to freeze him or ice the kicker, he already hadn't laid that other one. And just like clockwork, the kick is off. The kick is good. Green Bay wins by three. And the Dallas Cowboys season is over. A promising season. Because it gives you a lot to rebuild on for next year. But you still have to figure out. Hey, what the hell do we do with Tony Romo? We'll see if we want to get back into that when we come back from break. Talent Taylor, Mighty Sports Podcast. Mix it hard. I use Twitter to learn about. It and share what people are doing to make the world a better place. I'm interested in everything related to space, but also scuba diving, piloting aircraft, anything electronics, and photography. We're interested in music, <laughs> news, and funny people. I got the best way of finding out what my guests are up to before they come on my show is to follow them on Twitter. This is exactly what I do. I follow Green Bay on Twitter because I always like to keep up with what they're doing. They're my favorite band. I want to stay up to date on fashion news, so I follow at style.com and at Women's Wear Daily. I like to follow my old girl, Martha Stewart. Because Martha Stewart, she keeps it scudded and buttered, baked and flaked, and she loves to wake and bake with the big Snoop Dogg. You feel me? It's always good for us to know what people want, and, and I, use, um, I use Twitter as that, you know, as a, as a way of learning what I should do, um, what fans want, um, because, you know, they're the best critics. I can talk to the fans. They can talk back to me. Fights they want to see, things I'm doing wrong, how stupid I am. Whatever the deal might be, I can communicate directly with our fans through Twitter. We really like to keep tabs with our other partners in conservation, the other zoos and aquariums here in North America. using Twitter to send pictures and thoughts from space, and every day I really enjoy reading your tweets. Ciao to all of you on the beautiful planet Earth. people can't- ideas and information instantaneously. Countries and cultures are brought together like never before. I want to listen to the American people, so I follow thousands. I use Twitter to keep in touch. I use Twitter to listen. They get ready to tip off for this Golden State and Oklahoma City game. We come back now to what is now going to be the conference championship matchups. On one hand, we have Green Bay versus Atlanta. And on the other hand, we have Pittsburgh versus New England. And, you know what? I am sorry. Right? I, I, I just realized that I have actually 100% looked over a game. I looked over that Kansas City versus Pittsburgh game. But you know what? I'm really not sorry. Because that game was so boring, I almost forgot. And that's really what that was. 18-16, to 16, Pittsburgh over Kansas City. Now back to my predictions, right? (laughs) Green Bay versus Atlanta. No, you know what? I'm I'm sorry. Something interesting did happen. But it wasn't during the game. Was it during the game? (laughs) And what can be just considered one of the most uneventful games? out there, and that w- that was in the divisional rounds. But it came close. It came close, and Andy Reid and Kansas City coached themselves one hell of a game. But it just kind of showed you that they don't have the necessary firepower or whatever it took to completely not beat Pittsburgh? Who... had six field goals to win the game yes that 18 to 16 score is six field goals to win the game Kansas City actually scored a touchdown and they still managed to lose it's kind of the thing that we said about New England. You, touchdowns win games And they settled for one too many field goals. All they had to do is score one more time in any one of those red zone trips. And they win that game. And they couldn't manage that. And so now we have Green Bay taking on Atlanta. And I kind of, I kind of, kind of, kind of... I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier in the show That I don't think I'm going against Green Bay here Now while I may have Matt Ryan as my MVP As one of my top leading MVP candidates Based off his consistency All season And not just the last nine games of the season I wholeheartedly I'm going to say wholeheartedly Wholeheartedly I can't find a way to go up again to go to now pick against Green Bay, and I've now won nine. Count them nine: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I thought I sound like a Sesame Street goddamn episode. Nine straight wins. Now this is for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, since he now said he had to run the table. And I'm sorry once again. Just like how people were saying about people, you know what I mean? Like you should know what person I'm talking about. Uh, People were saying that the Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. I feel the same way about Atlanta. Like, every time Atlanta looks like they should win, they come out and they they play a stinker in the worst time possible. Now, so right now, they only have two more opportunities to put up that stinker. But I have a feeling that stinker is coming for Atlanta. And while I'd rather not see a stinker in the Super Bowl, Let me go ahead and see it in the NFC Conference Championship game. I'm taking Green Bay over Atlanta, which now leads me to Pittsburgh versus New England, right? And once again, once again, once again, we come here against the evil dark forces that are considered the New England Patriots, and we have to find a way to convince myself on how am I gonna pick against them? And I have, and honestly. I have only three ways, I have three good reasons on why I think that the New England Patriots are not going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. One is Ben Roethlisberger. One is Le'Veon Bell. And the other is Antonio Brown. B, B, B. Better Business Bureau. That's what those guys are. Those guys are hot, they are in Fuego. And yes, New England did beat this team early on the season, but they also beat them playing the third string quarterback. As Russell Westbrook gets his, his regular booze. So I I did say that New England does have a bend but don't break kind of defense. Pittsburgh can't go into New England and think that they're gonna have six field goals. They can't go into New England and think that they're gonna win scoring three field goals. Listen, if they get if they get six opportunities into the end, into the red zone, they better score on five of them. And when I mean five, I'm talking about they better get five touchdowns and only one and only one field goal. They cannot they can't afford to have a game where it's two field goals because I'm guarantee you that New England's gonna find a way to, to eat them up. Two or more field goals in this game while Pittsburgh, and they lose. That's my, that's my hot take, which is way different than the hot take I have that's opening the show. Have you heard that hot take? Oh my goodness, my hot take couldn't have been any more wrong. The Jets are gonna play. The Jets are gonna like, the Jets are going to the Super Bowl. The Cavaliers are gonna play the Knicks in the, in the Eastern Conference Championship. When the Knicks are not even in, in the playoff hunt right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, like I couldn't, I couldn't have set like I couldn't have set myself up for more failure. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go on from the NFL, right? Before we completely go on from the NFL, and I kind of want to. I kind, I kind of, I kind of want to go away from this. I would rather come back to these two little tidbits, and I may. I may, I may, I may. Because as we see now, as this game is started between Oklahoma City and Golden State, and we see very early Oklahoma City up 3-0 as Kevin Durant just takes a flushes it out the rim as he gets an assist from Klay Thompson. Russell Russell brings the ball up court, being guarded by Klay Thompson and not Stephen Curry because, yeah, he kind of figured that now he's being guarded by Stephen Curry, And the ball is kicked in, it's kicked back out, and we have a three-pointer that rims in and out. Who is that, Morrow? I don't know who this guy is yet. As Kevin Durant draws his first foul of the game. With 10 minutes and 47 seconds still left to go in the fourth quarter. Let me get back to the mic. I'm sorry. I got away from you guys a little bit. I got away. So, as he switched over to what is the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors, come out to play game. Warriors. Basically, we're all we're switching over to the NBA altogether, and I did. I, I told you guys that it was actually kind of fitting that the NBA and this is, this is no surprise that ESPN has this. So this is the two guys being showcased. But and I, I found it, I found it very interesting. These were the two teams being highlighted today, because that means that there were two superstars being highlighted today, and that is James Harden and Russell Westbrook who in my eyes are the only two candidates for the MVP race is James Harden and Stephen Curry. And why do I say the only ones? Because, listen, I, I do say like, which one is more? What, like is, is it the machine or is it the monster? Because one's a triple-double machine, and one's a triple-double monster. But with, however you look at it, they're both deadly. We're talking about highly deadly. Not only with the ball in their hands, if we saw that Russell Westbrook is the number one scorer in the league with over 30 points a game, and, and James Harden is, is sitting on third with 29.7. So it really oh, is 28% percent 28.7, because we're looking at, at a two-point difference. 30 to 28. James Harden... Has 13. Just like the number he wears on his chest. And I didn't see if he got one today. But I didn't get an alert for it. So he probably didn't record one today. But he has 13 triple doubles. On the season. Russell Westbrook has 20. Not only does Russell Westbrook. Has 20 triple doubles. He is averaging. A triple double for the season. Which makes him my number one MVP candidate because nobody has done that since the late great Oscar Robinson. And we're talking about not even the king himself, Mr. Six Foot Eight, Two Hundred 265 pounds, less than 2% body fat, Mr. So I'm going to take my town to South Beach because I'm the best player in the world. I have a huge basketball IQ. Not even all of that. Could average a triple-double for a whole entire NBA season. So, yeah. Russell Westbrook is my hands-down MVP. And, and number two is James Harden. But like this, I know you guys say like this, I can't just count triple-doubles. Like there has to be other guys putting up decent amounts of triple-doubles. And you're right. There are. But once again, there's only two people I'm saying this in this race. And listen, the reason why I say there's only two reasons because the next highest, pe- the next two highest guys with triple double or Draymond Green and LeBron James, and they both have a whopping three. So. We're going to make this real quick. We're going to make this real simple. Stop trying to figure out what to do on a Friday. Again. Listen, if you're stuck, stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop worrying, stop thinking. Head down to Compose Nightclub in downtown Fort Lauderdale. This is where you'll find DJ Scepter mixing in the lounge room so you can start dancing and start drinking. Listen, you could be an introvert, so it's it's okay. Start drinking so you can start dancing. However you you do it, make sure you do it with DJ Scepter. This is every Friday from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Ladies, you bring that sexy. Fellas, you bring your swag. It's going down at Capo's. But, 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 wait. there it, 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 it is more. I'm trying to figure what to do on a Wednesday? Wednesday, you mean tonight? Yes, I do mean tonight. Find DJ I That's at O'Malley's. DJ from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's O'Malley's. It's on 441 right between Coconut Creek and Royal Palm Boulevard. Listen, bring the family. We can bring anybody that you is DJ Scepter is playing everywhere that you want to be. Birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, king's theaters, Bachelor, bachelorette parties, New Year's, Mardi Gras. You talk about DJ Scepter puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, it's simple, real, real simple. Just go to bookings, that's B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S, at DJScepter.com. and we are back this is still the mighty sports podcast if you're listening to me now then you're listening live wednesday night 10, between 10 and 11 that's not, this is this is this is tonight. The regular shows between eight and the eight and nine, eight oh seven and nine oh seven, live on the Mixlr app. This is a special show for you tonight. But if you're listening the next day streaming, then thank you. And you are probably listening. You on SoundCloud? You listening on TuneIn Radio? Either or, glad you're listening. Thank you for being here. As we get as we get ready to wind down the show. So if you are just now catching up with us, one, thank you because I see you there. I see that you're there. And, listen, the show's coming, this is the last segment of the show, so, yeah, as as we ended it, we're we're still talking about basketball, and Stephen Curry takes a bomb, and just hits a three-pointer with a defender right in his grill. So, as I said, where we left off at, Stephen Curry, not Stephen Curry, but James Harden. And Russell Westbrook are, are, my, are seriously my only two MVP candidates. And with that being said, they make, it actually makes me fix it real easy. As this All Star game is coming, up, we see Victor Owen Depot pull up for a three pointer the same way that Stephen Curry just did, but he doesn't have the kind of shot that Stephen Curry does. So it bricked off the bat. That's basically what I'm saying. As Russell Westbrook does a pass into Ilan Depot, Ilan Depot does another pass, and they draw a foul. Oh, I think this is the young Grant kid. Not the one that played for the Knicks, but I think the other one. Let's see if we can see a name one here. It looks like the Grant kid. looks like the Grant kid. looks like the Grant kid. Maybe the Grant kid smells like the Grant kid. Number 9 like the Grant kid. Actually, I don't know what the Grant kid's number is. If it is number 9. But he misses that first one. Which I think is kind of Grant-like. So, yeah. so I make it real easy as, as 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 the talk of of NBA All-Star has started to come around, right? A question has started to arise that basically asks, out of the three, who are you sitting? James Harden, Stephen Curry, and Russell Westbrook. Because they all three can't start. I mean, they can, but they all three can't start. And I say... As Clay Thompson does one of his infamous moves, like classic Clay. Catches the corner three, pump fakes, lets his man fly by him, takes one step to the left, and takes the shot. Unfortunately, this one missed, but that's classic Clay. See, see. <laughs> it actually made it real easy on who should sit down, and to me, it should have been Stephen Curry. Now, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double back on that a little bit. All right. But I think Stephen Curry should be the one that sits down. Based on a simple fact... That... Not only is he not any one of these triple-double monsters... Like, like his other two... You know... Contemporaries. But... He also... I shouldn't say him because this has nothing to do with him more than anything else at this point in time. I would like to see an all-star game that Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant are all playing in the all-star game starting on and for all three different teams because that means that that team that they had in Oklahoma City, they're they all three managing now to have their own team and be successful as all three of these guys' teams are in the playoffs. Different spots in the playoffs but in the playoffs. It's like when LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and and Chris Bosch was all separated. You had one sitting at the top, you had one sitting in the middle, and you have one and you have one sitting at the bottom. Or in the middle, you know, somewhere in the middle, close to the top, whatever you want to say. And that's kinda of how it is. You have Oklahoma, you have the Golden State Warriors that are sitting in first. You have Houston Rockets that are in third, and Oklahoma City Thunder that are sitting in seventh. We'll talk a little bit more about these rankings, you know, when we come when we come back. As Stephen Curry's almost chased down with Victor Oladipo on a fast break. Current score 18 to 13 Golden State up by five. Five minutes left to go in the first quarter. But I would like to see, yes, an all-star game that all three of them are started. Now, I told you I'm gonna double back on this. Because while I would like to see an all-star game of all three of them are starting, part of me says that. Maybe James Harden comes off the bench only because James Harden knows how to come off the bench. Like, he has done this before. Like, like Remember, in Oklahoma City, this was his role, coming off the bench. So him coming off the bench and dropping 30 in the All-Star game wouldn't be unexpected. Ah, uh, As Clay, I no, not know, that wasn't Clay Thompson that dunked and missed. It was Zaza Pachulia. That one is for you, Darnell. And and that's that's, honestly the only reason. I have nothing else based off of facts or anything else. One, I would like to see those three guys start. And two, James Harden has come off the bench before. So if they do this, I like. In other words, I don't want to see Russell Westbrook come off the bench. I guess that's ultimately what I'm saying. I don't want to see the Mr. Triple Double come off the bench. He should start because I feel like he's gonna be the one going for the All Star prize more than anybody else. Like he did when Kobe had made it known that he wanted to get one, another one late in his career. I believe he even tied or passed Michael Jordan for MVPs. It was something like that at the time. So now that we're here. And we're talking about basketball. And, with, and we have the song in the back. A very fitting song. Ain't no love in the heart of the city. Ain't no love. In the heart. Of the city. Let's kind of describe. That's kind of the perfect and fitting way. To describe what's going on with. Mellow and Phil Jackson. There's no love in the heart of the city, there's no love in the heart of the town. As rumors keep coming up, that uh, Phil Jackson may not be happy with Mel there. And as these rumors pop up with Melo, Melo takes the the attitude that most people take, hey, if you don't want me here, then I don't wanna pray for a team that doesn't want me here. It's real different than Hey, I want to be in New York. I want to be here so bad. I want to make sure I get a no-trade clause. That sounds like two different things, right? Give me a no-trade clause, but if they don't want me here, I don't want to be here. If guess what? If you didn't want to be there, if they didn't want you there, then why would you ask for a no-trade clause so they can't get rid of you if they don't want you? You see? Completely contradictory. So now, let's let's start entertaining this realm of of mellow trade talk that they're, that they're talking about here. One possibility is going is him going to Cleveland, and unless we're getting back Kyrie Irving, who do you think that maybe we can take from Cleveland that is going to be a complimentary piece to Christoph Porzingis? And or Derrick Rose. Listen, I'll send over Derrick Rose and Melo for Kyrie Irving at this point in time. But I'm not sure what pieces you get back. It's just like for now two years They've been this talk about getting Blake Griffin for Camilla Anthony. But Blake Griffin never stays healthy. I I I don't get it. It's like, okay, maybe last year. Last year, completely, I was saying hell no. Last year was a complete hell no. Because who are you gonna have to run the ball? like run point? Like, we still needed somebody like to run point. So whatever we do, are we are we saying that Brandon Jennings now gets a promotion to start a point Which I would love to see. I would love to see. I would love to see. Because I told you that one thing I would love to see Brandon Jennings do right now is qualify himself for Sixth Man of the Year. Be one of the top five candidates for Sixth Man of the Year. That means the Knicks are having a good season. He's not even getting that. So who do you want? You want Blake Griffin, that ha- that can't ha- can't stay healthy these days. Blake Griffin, that isn't the same. That isn't the same. Dunker um, exploded. That you think you see what you're thinking of is Blake Griffin, a guy that kind of reminds you of Grandmama. And what you have to start thinking of is Blake Griffin is more like the L.J. that was shooting three pointers in New York because this Blake Griffin has spent the last three four years taking tips from Melo on how to get himself up and free up his jump shot, and it's been better now, but it's not this. It, But asking for Blake Griffin now and expecting it to be any better than Melo, like, you're completely hallucinating because it's basically asking for Melo now and thinking that, hey, we're all of a sudden going to be better. No, this isn't the guy from four years ago anymore. This isn't the guy from three years ago anymore. This isn't the guy that you want beside Christopher Zingham unless maybe there is a Stefan, I mean, unless there is maybe a Derrick Rose there because once again, Chris Paul is again injured in, in LA. And this is where you're thinking that Carmelo Anthony is going to have his best opportunity to win? Chris Paul is also a guy that hasn't been able to stay healthy for the last five years. And when does it hurt his team the most? In the playoffs. Yeah. Keep talking your shit. Because like, that's basically what you guys are doing. Dirty, yeah, it, it, it took to the yeah, it took to the end of the show, fifty-eight minutes in for for, for me to get this out. But yeah, keep talking, keep talking shit that's, that's really what you guys are doing. Like not only that old, I'm a mellow fan, I'm a New York fan. Right? But I'm a fan of basketball. like getting Blake Griffin for Mellow does not help us. Does not help the New York better their position. As a mellow fan, send sending Mellow to, to, to the Clippers does not help him get a ring. Maybe Mellow to Cleveland does, but we that also means I'm telling you, if we are not taking back a Kyrie Irvin. Listen, I'll give up Brandon Jennings and <laughs> Camilla Anthony, or Derrick Rose and Camilla Anthony, to get back Kyrie Irving. But eh, he's kind of injury prone, his damn self. So this mellow trade talk, like most people can keep it. There's a very, there's a, there's a, there's a few people I, I would take mellow for right now, right, right now, right. And that's because I'm looking at the team as a whole. Who can Derrick Rose dish to because they can, they, they can shoot their shot with ease? Butters pure water. Or who can allow Christoph Porzingis enough space in that down low, mid-range, whatever area for him to function and be dominant? And I mean completely dominant. Who? I you I'm gonna tell you a guy that's been that's constantly on my list. Because we're not gonna get Clay Thompson, cause Clay Thompson may be one of the only few people I can think of. Devin Booker from Phoenix. For some reason, I'm a fan, I think he's the next to the NBA. Thank you guys. You know, that's the show. I didn't, I didn't have to bring understand this for you guys. That is the show today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I, I do appreciate it. I can't thank you guys enough. Next week we are going to get we gonna get some more in, into these into NBA Philadelphia 76ers have a returning player. We're going to see if he helps the um helps them progress any more. And we're going to see if there's been any changing in these standings. Because in a 3-4 game time period the way that some of these things are so close, a team could go from ninth to 5th in just one week. But that's the show. I'm T Taylor. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. If you're listening, you're listening live on Mixer Law. You catch the next day even on TuneIn on SoundCloud. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. And wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Facebook. Rough night. Twitter. Tired. Mighty Sports. Tired. Everywhere. Mighty! Russell Russell. That's triple double. Oklahoma City up twenty five twenty four, two minutes forty five seconds left to go in the fourth. Stephen Curry steps back, shoot, misses, rebound Oklahoma City. They push the ball, show is over. Good night, folks. Enjoy.